You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Thursday, May 26th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about NASA's Cold Atom Laboratory. It runs super low temperature experiments in near zero gravity that would be impossible to accomplish on Earth. Scientists took advantage, and now we've got some tiny bubbles of extremely cold gas atoms putting us on the edge of quantum physics territory. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. In March 2018, researchers launched what looks like a white, cooler-sized fridge to the International Space Station. That heavy box houses a $100 million facility known as the Cold Atom Laboratory, which enables an array of atomic physics experiments to be done at freezing temperatures in the zero-g of space. With those unique conditions, scientists have now produced tiny bubbles of extremely cold gas atoms, putting them on the edge of quantum physics territory. That achievement, only possible in microgravity and at a millionth of a degree above absolute zero, the minimum temperature of the universe, would have been impossible to accomplish on Earth. The team of physicists behind the milestone who are all working remotely, that is, on the ground, published their new research in the journal Nature last week, showing that they made the ultra-cold bubbles with an experimental apparatus that beamed lasers into a sealed vacuum chamber to cool down gas atoms. Then they deployed magnetic fields and radio waves to cast them into hollow egg-shaped blobs. The experiment gives insight into the quantum realm and has applications for other areas of physics too. It's exciting to see the atoms take these new shapes and to see new behaviors when you turn gravity off, says David Aveline, an author of the study and member of the collaboration working on the Cold Atom Lab, operated by NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. Ultra-cold atoms of gas, in this case of rubidium, don't act the way they normally would at room temperature, zipping around their container like microscopic billiard balls. As the gas cools, they move slower and slower, but without the sluggish atoms turning into a liquid or solid like a vapor would. When they're chilled close to absolute zero, they begin clumping together, and the wavelengths associated with the gas particles get longer and begin to overlap. At such extremely frigid temperatures, the atoms start acting weirdly. They coalesce into a substance with quantum properties, behaving both as particles and as waves. At that point, they're basically a quantum paradox, and almost like a new state of matter, called a Bose-Einstein condensate, named after the Indian and German physicists from a century ago. 
Technically, the ultra-cold atoms need to be cooled even further to be considered a Bose-Einstein condensate, but they're showing signs of being on the cusp of that. In any case, while quantum phenomena usually need powerful microscopes to be observed, these bubbles can be inflated to a size much bigger than the width of a human hair. We're taking neat physics effects that normally happen at the scale of atoms, and we're making them happen in objects that are up to a millimeter in size, trying to make quantum mechanics and strange physics behavior visible to the naked eye, says Nathan Lundblad, an atomic physicist at Bates College in Maine and lead author of the study. This research could have applications beyond the world of quantum physics. One reason NASA is interested is because such work on ultra-cold atoms could eventually aid the development of more precise gyroscopes and accelerometers, Aveline says. Inflating a bubble of ultra-cold atoms could also provide insight into the extremely fast expansion of the baby universe a fraction of a second after the Big Bang. While these physicists and their colleagues have studied ultra-cold atoms on Earth for decades, the planet's gravity still tugs on the atoms, even though it's nature's weakest force. On the ground, if scientists try nudging the atoms into a round blob or bubble, they end up drooping, creating a concave shape more like a little contact lens. That hasn't stopped researchers from manipulating them into other shapes like needles, rings, and pancakes. The geometry of atoms can matter since an ultra-thin layer of carbon can be made into graphene, for example. But to make bubbles of ultra-cold gas atoms that stay spherical or ellipsoidal and don't flatten out, they had to take gravity out of the picture. That's where the ISS came in. Lundblad and Aveline's super-cool experiment is just one within the Cold Atom Lab, or CAL. Unlike a research lab at a university, CAL contains hardware that enables six teams to perform a variety of experiments, sort of like a kitchen where groups of cooks can come in to make use of the ingredients and tools to prepare their own dishes. Once astronauts installed the lab, it was able to run on its own, requiring no monitoring or assistance by ISS crew. It can occasionally be repaired or improved, like when NASA astronauts Christina Cook and Jessica Meir conducted an upgrade in 2020. Unlike atomic physics research on Earth, teams of scientists like Lundblad and Avalines have to propose and conduct their experiments from afar. It's like the Hubble telescope, but for atomic physicists, Lundblad says. The researchers operate Cal remotely from JPL, sending commands and receiving data, which they then distribute to the scientists who develop the experiments. They generally run them when astronauts are sleeping, partly because Cal sits near the exercise bike on the ISS, which could ever so slightly shake the apparatus. In 2018, a group of German scientists launched a similar experiment on a rocket that briefly went into space, but this is the first time anyone has attempted it in orbit. Researchers have also attempted to simulate microgravity with a vacuum chamber in a 400-foot drop tower at the University of Bremen in North Germany. But that near-weightlessness lasts just a few seconds, and scientists can only run a few short-lived experiments per day, as opposed to Cal, which can run some experiments multiple times a minute. It's great to see a low-cost, serious science experiment happening. I see a lot of biological experiments in space, but in terms of the physical sciences, I think the Cold Atom Laboratory has been fantastic, says Barry Garraway, a quantum physicist at the University of Sussex in the UK, who earlier led theoretical work on Bose-Einstein condensates and isn't involved in Cal. The lab isn't exactly cheap, but it's inexpensive compared to multi-billion dollar particle accelerators, for example. For me, this has reinvigorated my interest in space, Garraway says. For the experiment, my interest is now about how to improve it, make it more symmetric, smooth out some of the wrinkles, and help them on the journey. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, the feds are warning employers against discriminatory hiring algorithms. 
Checking in on Wired Science, carbon-rich peat is disappearing, but researchers think more may be growing. And on Wired Security, we look at how the surveillance state is primed for criminalized abortion. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.